0: Santa Hollands. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today we are talking about Star Trek Trek Discovery, episode People of Earth. Today you have these two people of Earth. I myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. Hello, Dave. You
1: people of Earth.
0: You people. You're always just letting other people not come to your planet. Being people. And letting those people from Titan help helping those people from Titan.
1: Teen Titans? Wait, Teen Titan? He looked older than a teenager. Uh, Oh, he looked much older. Or does Titan also age you very fast, like the deserts
0: of Dune? I'm sure, absolutely. And Tatooine. Uh, uh, So, people of Earth, we are talking about the episode of Star Trek: Discovery called "People of Earth." Uh, This is season three. Episode three, and it aired October twenty ninth, twenty twenty. Directed by our friend, your friend, everyone's friend, Jonathan Franks,
1: aka Aaron O'Brien.
0: <laughs> uh, well, just not, if, not if you
1: just uh, Aaron O'Brien looks a lot like animated Riker from from Short Tracks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not, not, not Short Riker. Tracks, um, Lower Decks. <laughs> they, they do look surprisingly alike. <laughs> Interesting.
0: <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, so we uh, uh, non non spoilers uh, for this episode. Um, Dave, what were your thoughts on this? It,
1: it, it was kind of plotting, like it, it felt a little bit like a Picard episode where like not a whole lot happened. There's some interesting plot points like for the overall plot. Again, some of that granular writing is just like, getting on my nerves. I just I just really wish Lower Decks writers were allowed to write on Discovery because the writing in that was so sharp. And then coming to Discovery, it's still just been a little bit lackluster, just interpersonal dialogue and some other things kind of grate me. Um, we've got some interesting developments. Some are kind of dumb, but some of them are really interesting, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the more interesting ones pan out. Uh, how about you? Mm-hmm.
0: So Interesting that they, uh, obviously, they go to Earth in this episode. That's not really given away too much. Uh, but it has some uh, interesting... Yeah, I, I was interested to see Earth. Um, I was kind of like wheres this going but it's like as discovery goes it's like it's just telling a little piece of the puzzle at a time so you don't get like uh, like a strong st- through story for one episode it's just like a part of the story so um, this isn't maybe the most interesting part of the story it has a couple interesting facets to it um, but that's about it you know I was just it, it I mean you have to I'm sure this will fit in with all the rest of the stories uh, that for the season, but it's just sort of just like, okay, we just kind of went to Earth. Alright. <laughs> I mean, there was a little thing going on, but nothing too crazy. So
1: It's kind of like, I kind of wish they would have just rolled all, all these three together into like a, a pilot, because I feel like you know, the first episode was part one of the pilot, the second episode was part two of the pilot, and this is like part three of the pilot, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, just, it just feels like we're we're just getting our bearings after three episodes and then maybe we can kind of like get going. You know what I mean? Like uh Uh,
0: the only thing I would say that there's some aspects of discovery that the other two seasons have missed. Season two sort of got it with Pike, but most of it is like the, the Starfleet and uh, the, the optimism of Starfleet. Uh, that we all we just never seem to got, have got in the past couple of seasons. This one, at least, I feel like they're striking on it. But that that's the bizarre thing is
1: that like it doesn't exist in the first two seasons of Discovery and Starfleet's kind of shady, like super shady. Like like talk about blowing up Chronos and all the uh, you know Section Thirty One opening in the in the public eye and then like. <sighs> Now we've got these people in the future who are like harkening back to the Federation, like it's the best thing ever. While people contemporary to the Federation mocked it throughout every single series, T and G original series, Voyager, DS. I mean, like Federation was consistently mocked throughout. It's by the alien races that were not a part of it. Hell, Bejord wasn't
0: even sold on it for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 my point only being is that like I think they finally got. The right stride for what the Federation Starfleet's supposed to be, I think they finally got it. I think it took them forever to find it. I think they hit it when they got Pike's character. Pike's character definitely felt. Uh, like starfleet but everyone else felt like it was like a spy novel set in the star trek universe
1: which and it just didn't feel right yeah it did yeah it did not feel right and 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 the reason pike had it is because he was off on his weird five-year mission which they hadn't ever done before and he was just isolated from everyone like and that's why i believe in truth honesty and the american way i mean the federation way so in five years they wouldn't like that you just went
0: so dark and corrupt. Like how? Why? Like it's just. I don't I, think they went necessarily dark and dark and corrupt. But let's face it, you had um, Captain Lorca as your captain, so that was like we didn't know about it. But he's the he best was,
1: captain like, ever. You know,
0: <laughs> but he was like the bad guy. Uh, then you were into this mirror universe, and he had this insane battle with the Klingons, uh, which we didn't see much of it. But apparently, the Klingons were kicking our ass. Uh And so he had all that for just season one. um And then, obviously, season two was, like, you know, not as dark, but it was, like, more of a race against time against this thing called Control and then Section 31 sticking their nose into everything. So Section 31 was all cloak and dagger shit, so. Yeah.
1: Which Cornwell knew all about? Uh...
0: I knew about this, guys. Sorry. Um. Well, let's talk about full spoilers now about People of Earth. Listen to me. All right, so uh, this is going to get into full spoilers. So if you haven't seen People of Earth, you can pause this episode. Or if you don't care or if you have seen it, let's go right ahead. So uh, we get into, as we have thought would be, a kind of a backtrack of everything that happened to Michael Burnham in the year uh, between uh, when she was um, uh, apart from start uh, from the USS discovery, so everything that she went through with uh, like her time with uh, Booker or book and they, you kind of just see like a montage of everything going on. So
1: her hair going so fast, they show like like fifty ships on screen and they all blow up
0: yeah and they're all stuck together. I mean, obviously that was done just to for effect, but apparently the burn all of a sudden they what they say is the burn was just one minute uh, for some reason, unexplicable reason that all the dilithium became um, volatile, and if you were at warp or if uh, your engines were running, they exploded. Like, why is the lithium red now? It's red in the yeah.
1: intro. It was always green before in the intro. I, I don't and, yeah. and then also It used to be white. It used too. to be yeah, it used to be white or clear. So like so in Discovery season one and two it was green. In T and G it was
0: white and now it's red. Right. It's weird. Um so uh Michael finds that there was a twelve year old transmission from uh, Starfleet channel saying that uh, Admiral S- uh, S- S- Sina Tal was uh, looking for anybody out there. And this is from Earth, so obviously far away. And um, it says um, they have to make their way back to Earth. But of course, that now that she's found Discovery, they can just jump onto the spore drive and get there in seconds flat. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so yeah, so they, they decide to go to Earth and obviously they they don't go right to Earth, they slowly go into the solar system so it makes it look like they've been flying for a while. Just so they don't freak with anybody's sensors. Except for the um, Titan people. Yeah, so uh, so so we find out there's a, a couple other things I want to just point out just before we move on with the story here. Uh, you know, Michael joining up with the crew again, you know. I know they were all happy to see each other, but it's like it's it the teary, jerky, uh, tear jerky moments. You know, it's just getting a little like okay, we all love each other. It's like you like you know they've been through a lot. You know, they've been through like the control thing with, with uh and they went through and went through the time portals and stuff like that but you know it's like um
1: i agree all the melodrama of discovery is just really bad and like i know kirk yeah. i know kirk was really hammy but like everyone is like hamming like all, all this like this tearful reunion like
0: yes like, and they're all like, like they're all tearing up and everyone on all discovery the time. Has, the only one who doesn't tear up is Saru just because the actor can't do that with his makeup. <laughs> yeah, um, but the you know it's got this music and they're all like you know like hugging each other and, it's and all crying. Slow motion.
1: And it's just, uh, it just it just it just it just rubs me. It just feels so ingenuine. It feels so forced. Um, everyone on Discovery saw Michael hours ago, like maybe twenty four hours ago. Like if if that, Michael's the one who hasn't seen them in a long time. And even the conversation yeah. with Tilly later, Tilly's like, I knew I'd see you again one day. I'm like, you, you, you haven't even... You haven't had the time to miss me. Right, It's, it's exactly. been less than 24 hours since they came through the wormhole, crashed be, on the let's planet. Let's be fair.
0: Maybe, maybe it's been 48 hours. Let's be fair. Okay, <laughs> Maybe it's been 48 hours. Well, no, because... <laughs> because the,
1: I mean, I they, 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 they went through the wormhole, they crashed on the planet, it hadn't been dark yet. They right. beamed back after it was dark, and then... And they were trying to take off right after they got back so their ice wouldn't crush them. So I mean I guess the time could have been it could have been longer than a twenty four hour day on the planet, but didn't seem like it.
0: Right. Probably less than twenty four. Um I don't know. So it's just it's it I I don't want to take away that they are like supposed to be like a kind of like a close family. And it's actually kinda of nice. It's probably one of the more refreshing things about Discovery is that even though once in a while they get on each other's nerves, that they do uh, have a deep caring, a care for each other, like they they have compassion and love for each other. Um, it just gets a little bit like, oh, you know, it's just everyone loves each other and let's all hug. I am like, is this really how Starfleet works? No, no, you know. no, it's not. And and and
1: just speaking of how Starfleet works, they're using the lithium completely wrong in this season. They're using it like gas. The not gas. Lithium mm-hmm. stabilizes the antimatter matter reaction. It is not gas. It is a it is a
0: catalyst. Right. Um, and and they can recrystallize dilithium, too sometimes. Scotty figured so out how to with
1: nuclear power. So
0: <laughs> I mean <laughs> like it's the Klingon crystals. <laughs> Titan crystals. Klingon crystals. Um yeah. well, anyway, so it's, it's not, it's not like, a huge deal, but it's just, like, one of those things that kind of, like, irked me right off the beginning. And I knew was happening. I knew that was – I knew I was going to well, get it, that in the first 15 minutes. Well, it was in the preview yeah. last week, so we knew – I know, know it but happening. I knew that was – I knew that we are going to have it. And it was, like um, – like, we even have a moment with Tilly and Michael, like, kind of having, like, a catch-up moment and, you know, which is fine. I love Tilly. It just was sort of just, like – and they're all teary. I'm, like, what – why are you crying? Like – I could see why Michael was a little more because he spent a whole year out there, not knowing if Discovery was even there or ever going to come through. Uh, I could sort of see that. And then, like Tilly said to Michael, that you know,
1: you uh, you gave up on us. You You let us go. Yeah, yeah. and 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 Michael's kind of like, kind of. Yeah, it was been a year. Like
0: she didn't say say anything, but you know, look on her face was like kind of. But it's funny, too, because we get hints on this, and even a little later on um, with her discussion with Saru, she's like, you know, I kind of, like, just broke out of my role from being in Starfleet. And I'm getting the impression that maybe Michael Burnham is not really, like, fit for being a Starfleet officer. She She's good at it. Oh, they're pushing that hard. She, She's not what this is not what she wants to do.
1: Well, she's been in Starfleet for like a decade, and then one year of taking a break from Starfleet, she's like, Yeah, fuck it.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, she mutinied against Captain Giorgio. Uh, Uh, it was expunged, so we can correct Cannon. yes. Hmm. Yes, yes, it was expunged, but I mean, and she's and she's done about every other crazy thing. I mean, she makes Mariner, she gives Mariner a run for her money. Yeah, I guess. Um, Anyway, so uh, Burnham does go through what the burn kind of happened, but still nobody fucking knows why it happened. And she's investigated
1: it for a year and doesn't
0: know much. Well, but she also had been kind of um, stuck in a certain quadrant. She can't really go too far because of how, you know, how the warp drives are very, very limited, you know, so... Yeah, um, they didn't, they, they still haven't explained
1: why communications are so limited. I mean, they explained the burn, kind of,
0: where the lithium blew up and... Well, something else was subspace, right?
1: No, they don't They the don't only, talk about subspace. The only thing they said was subspace was that Gorn had destroyed two light years of subspace. That was the only hmm. mention of subspace that I can recall in the first three episodes, other than the guy said the communications were limited, but he never said why, I what does the lithium exploding have to do with with communications like I,
0: yeah I, and usually they add relay stations even for their you know for to you know to boost signals and stuff like that
1: which is why I'm still not I mean like the burn probably isn't the Omega particle but at the same time communications are relayed through subspace relays and if subspace has been messed up because of the Omega particle then that would kind of make sense why communications aren't working. But they haven't explained it one way or the other yet,
0: so I'm kind of like, "What?
1: Come on, give me techno." I blame
0: I blame the Trans Slugs. That's what I blame. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> they did it. Um, so anyway, so Michael talks about that, tells kind of everyone up to speed what the burn is or what she's figured out, um, and then uh, then at certain points, she, Michael Burnham, you know, knights Saru as captain.
1: She's like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about being Captain anymore.
0: I don't really want to do that. I want to go be a pirate with Book. I know. Like, who doesn't? Really? Come on. Book's actually seemed pretty cool. I like Book now. I I was a little against him a little bit, and now I kind of... He's kind of cool. I can get into him. His uniform he I, I, I got I a rash. You, as, as I, as I texted you before, he's like a space druid.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a space druid, which is... Other people, like, he's like a Jedi, because he's got,
0: like, force powers, and he can, like, make plants grow I wonder so, if he's got like implants or something like that I don't know but
1: maybe. it's 900
0: years in the future. I'm, I'm willing to give it some uh, leeway on that but um, yeah so anyways so like I said they uh, so they kind of get up to speed there and then Saru is now captain I kind of felt weird that <laughs> she has the power to give him make him captain but I guess nobody else is going to be at this point right no, but nobody else is going to give him the promotion
1: no Oh wow! Uh, Where's the poor little guy that she conscripted to be a communications officer? He raised the flag.
0: <laughs> he died doing his duty. You try to raise a flag, and a flagpole impaled him and <laughs> died. <laughs> that would be great. <sighs> um. Anyway, so um. Uh, yeah. So 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 that's that. So they're, uh, Oh, and she also promised book. Because she got uh, him, or she got, she helped him out. She promised him that um, she could have uh, like a uh, one of the dilithium nuggets.
1: This is a dilithium chicken finger, not a nugget.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> is a nugget here. It's breaded dilithium. Chew on this shit. You're gonna see through time and space. Um, Ooh.
1: Ooh, uh,
0: it's got spice crust on it it's cinnamon yeah, flavored spice spice encrusted dilithium um, yeah so uh, so book is going to kind of go his own way uh, he's not really interested in what michael has to do even though they've been hanging out and also she contacted the people from terralysium and Apparently they've never even heard of her mom, so, so like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I,
1: I'm I'm glad <laughs> they finally mentioned her mom because I'm like, really, two episodes we've not mentioned her mom at all, really. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. but but now it's just like a sub thing, like it's mentioned once in passing and never brought up again. And I'm just like, oh, I feel like they kind of forgot about her. or They want to forget about her, and they're just gonna like write it
0: off. Like she uh, was- we also find out. We also find out that uh, Giorgio kind of ta- talks with Book and finds out that Book and her have never, like, been a thing or never were a thing.
1: That doesn't make uh, any sense, there, unless unless he doesn't swing that way and she doesn't swing that way.
0: Maybe he fucks cats.
1: Maybe. Maybe he's super into cats.
0: Yeah. She's a queen.
1: Don't do the cat. <laughs> She's a queen. Oh, my Don't gosh. Don't fuck the cat. Don't fuck the cat. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs>
0: Oh, man.
1: Uh anyway so I mean I mean there uh, are cat races in Star Trek so maybe There are. Yeah. Ma- maybe she could disguise herself as a regular cat
0: but she's really a Karen or something like that. Or maybe she's the cat from uh um uh, what was the um what was the 1960s TOS um like
1: Teshar or something like that? To, to no, the,
0: the this uh Adam oh my I can't remember it now. It's totally like left my brain. Uh, the guy I keep on saying is a Doctor Who. He's a Time Lord. Yeah. Uh, do you, we covered the episode. I can't even remember now. It's going back so far. It's like my brain is apart. But remember, we had the cat that turned into the woman. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um,
0: I yeah. can't remember the name.
1: God, I can't, yeah, I know. I know we covered it. Uh, Operation something or other.
0: Yeah, no, it's not Operation Annihilate. That's a different one. Anyways, it'll come to me later. Just, uh, the episode <laughs> escaped my brain. We'll just shout it out. <laughs> Somebody's screaming at their headphones right now. It's time, on yeah. Anyways, sorry, people. Um,
1: we, wish uh, you, we wish we could hear you
0: through time and space. Exactly. Uh, if you take this dilithium crystal, it's encrusted in spice you can talk to us right now. <laughs> uh anyway, so uh they uh they take book with them. Uh they put him his ship in their cargo bay and they take it to Earth. They move and, all the
1: dilithium uh, to his ship so they can cloak it and hide the dilithium so that they won't become a target immediately. Which is why I, I don't because he has a cloaking device. I, how does a cloaking does device it? hide the dilithium signature? When there's like I don't know. It's. I thought it just helped you escape, like visible sensors. Not like I don't know magic. It's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's the year three thousand. Well, I
0: mean, a cloaking device should cover up most of you know that you can't see them. Right, but it is weird that it seemed like. Michael Burnham basically said, I just loaded all the dilithium onto bookship," <laughs> <laughs> And is like, I feel very uncomfortable about this.
1: <laughs> so,
0: um, anyways,
1: they don't even need um,
0: dilithium. They just spore drive everywhere. But, uh, Saru says, you know, he trusts her judgment and he's grateful for that. She supported him to be captain. So, um, And he's uh, also kind of uh, surprised that she has a lack of interest in being captain. Uh, So, but this is where Burnham kind of says, uh, you know, things kind of change for me out here. So. um,
1: And she's not sleeping. That's that's the weird thing that they're not sleeping together and things have changed. I mean, like, you know, if she's like, you know, into him and all that stuff like that. Like, you know, I could see her wanting to stay in that life more to be with him. But like. Mm-hmm. She's fine with letting him go But she's still like Yeah, I don't know if I really want to like be real Federation I'm going to be kind of fake Federation for a while Until I find my way back
0: Right, exactly <laughs> I'm going uh, to so eat go- I-,
1: I found spice while you were on And it is It'll warp <laughs> your brain
0: i'm kind of addicted now
1: um she she's regu-
0: called arrakis
1: she regularly like, <laughs> inhales that stuff that the little robot
0: sprayed at her she just loves that high yeah it's <laughs> the truth serum high yeah the truth serum. yeah i go to this place called arrakis it's like burning man it's crazy <laughs> it's great um
1: the harconans so any- are fantastically running this place <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll be our um, best
0: friends don't worry, they're great. They have all the sex slaves you could possibly want. Um, so Discovery gets to Earth, uh, then finds out they has a force field around it, and they're not very friendly, and United Earth Defense Force is who's protecting the planet, not Starfleet, not the Federation. And In fact, Starfleet headquarters is moved, and no one knows where. <laughs> they moved headquarters. Where, we don't know. Yeah, they didn't leave a, a forwarding address. in the academy. <laughs> the, the, it's, the the new they, the the Starfleet Academy is now a Walmart in a, a Sbarro's pizza joint. So yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, in a in a rundown Wendy's. Oh, anyway, yeah. so um, <laughs> it's the Earth Defense Wendy's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, welcome to Wendy's.
1: <laughs> Wendy now has an eye patch and it says EDF on it. <laughs>
0: And the the burgers are awful, um, so um, and they're instead of Frosty, squares, they're now rhombuses. Yes, there you go. But the frosties are still good. So, Ceru the, uh, uh, then so they have this. Um, they invites the people from the Earth Defense Force to come and and take a look at their ship because they don't believe them because they are saying, "Oh, uh, we've been out in space for a long time." And he's like, "Well, your ship is like really old." Like, yeah, well, if it's nothing broke, why fix it? Good point. So, at this point, uh, Burnham uh, goes back to her quarters with Book, and they all uh, start putting on their Starfleet uniforms, and Book has to wear one, too. So
1: He complains uh, a lot. Book
0: gets, it's like, I hate uniforms. Anyways, while they're there and they're talking to uh, the people from the Earth Defense Force, um we find out that there's a relentless man named Wen, and he just keeps on trying to steal our dilithium. And he'll stop at nothing. Um, And then we meet this uh, new crew, or uh, one of the crew members of the um, Earth Defense Force. Uh, her name is uh, Ardia, uh, or Adia? Ardira? Ardira. Ardira. Yeah. Ardira. And uh, she seems like she's got, like, a keen eye for some of the, um, engineering. This glass cube's hooked up to the bridge. Yeah. It's like, why is it in bridge controls? And then she's like, uh, you know, like it's, uh, it, she's, she's asking a lot of questions and like Tilly even starts yelling. He's like, okay, we get it. You're smart. You know? So, but, uh, she seems like she knows too much and this kind of like makes, um, Stamets go, like, what is she doing? She's just not like a regular guard. Like, why is she doing this? Because he asked for and, uh, her age, and she said she's 16. I'm like, I don't think she's 16.
1: you 16.
0: I don't think so. So we also find that Book is in the mess hall drinking Hall. So we got a Synthahol yeah, reference.
1: Yeah, reference. Woo! They know and, we're but
0: listening. he finds out he can't get drunk, so. They, they know we're listening, and they don't care. That and... <laughs> uh so uh then we find out then also at this point um that like um he he's going to leave there or he wants to get out of there soon but apparently they gotta just wait out uh this inspection from the uh earth defense it's weird weird.
1: Uh, book and michael are like hans and not hans uh, um are like obi-wan and Anakin Skywalker and Attack of the Clones—they're always referencing these stories that they got into trouble and got themselves out of. Like through the entire episode, they're making weird references like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is you know, I mean, they've been together a year, and you know, she was a courier. I mm-hmm. forgot to mention that that Michael became a courier during that time. So, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, it's funny that uh, what's his name, Saru, was like, "You became a courier." He's like, "Well, I had to make a living somehow, and you weren't here."
1: um i became a prostitute first and that didn't work out very good because book wasn't interested
0: book doesn't care he won't he won't buy my service. i don't have enough He's only interested in the cats yeah exactly <laughs> uh, i tried
1: not shaving be, for a year that's why my hair is so long
0: it would be really funny if the cat was like the size of a horse that would be hilarious <laughs> yeah. um so anyways um uh, uh, during this time then we find out that uh these uh this when uh people show up and they want to uh um they want the dilithium they, they want all the dilithium so and then all of a sudden uh during this point uh that we find out that uh, Michael and uh, Book go on a book ship and I just take we off to the nest of and they just take off with all the dilithium and like Saru's like what the fuck you just you didn't even consult me you just left with all the dilithium and they're going to deliver all the dilithium to this one character and they're like <laughs> good thing Giorgio's <laughs> there to read between the lines and interpret
1: what, what's happening for saru because saru's just clueless yeah. and Giorgio's like, like why
0: would she do this she's like she's using her brain Seru." so she's flying towards them, and they're offering uh when all the dilithium on a ship but obviously, he's got to stand down to do that and, and to take them in. And then um, they do make the, the conclusion that their ships are pretty beat up, and they're not even in good shape like the the couriers that they saw in in their old quadrant. So they're they're really beat up for some reason, which will come clear later. But. Um, so uh during this they uh we find out that the people from the Earth defense uh force can't beam off the ship because it seemed like uh uh that the young 16 year old uh Ar- Ardia um she sabotaged
1: uh, the ship so she could stand. on no ship. she did
0: something she, weird with the ship she basically pulled some like s- some Well she uh, she put some things where they can't beam out of there. Yeah, she put some kind of like
1: up. modulator in the spore drive panel. Mhm. That's how she knew it was hooked up to the bridge because she like hijacked their shields or whatever.
0: It's like, ooh, a right. cloth. I can exploit this. So they're stuck on it, but then when they're uh, they're uh, the, the these raiders are going to shoot at um, uh, shoot at them and take uh, you know oh, no no not the raiders uh, the Earth Defense Force are going to shoot at uh, book ship uh, discovery flies in front of them to catch their torpedoes instead
1: somehow doesn't explode into a giant fireball
0: well they have shields but the the funny thing is to me is that uh uh what's her name um the netmer's Nat- Nat- yeah.
1: acting completely uh, normal Detmer. this episode they forgot that she was acting weird last episode
0: no she she freaked out and she wouldn't she wasn't gonna listen to saru there for a minute well, I mean, I he's mean like kept him, he kept him going like i gave you an order well, she 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 did freak out, but I mean, like, I
1: think that's I think that's understandable. You're in 900 years in the future, and they they've got weapons that way outclass you. She was right. I think to, they said
0: quantum torpedoes too,
1: which I guess I think that's what they said. Okay, that's technically only 200 year old new technology, but still, quantum torpedoes can put a giant hole in a Borg cube, uh, or just blow the, just vaporize the thing. The fact that Discovery withstood that even with shields is laughable.
0: Detmer was right to well, cause a fuss. Well, but so, yeah, somehow the ship survived. It did knock down their shields. It, it, though. Just,
1: it just immediately knocked down their shields. But Detmer, I mean, uh, uh, throughout the rest of the episode, she wasn't acting funny like she did in the last episode. I feel like her freak out this episode was completely warranted for being 900 years in the future and getting shot with current technology.
0: Bad idea, Saru. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I think uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Giorgio was kind of given her given in the. Uh, the clues to to do that to put them between the, the line of fire but um at, anyways at that point um this when uh, and their raiders lower their we- or turn their weapons down to take the dilithium off of bookships and this is where somehow it's not explained but well uh, it's that thing they
1: run. did with that thing and they never explained what it was and they don't show what it they did just, was
0: they yeah, just they just show talk up the guy planes, like you know that one gets my nose broken or something like that so anyways they uh, they bring Wen over, and like I said, he uh he's uh, Wen looks like Black Manta from Aquaman. He looks really. Uh, it's cool. pretty cool. His glasses, I, I his like mask it. is all glowy and stuff. It's pretty cool. And they want the Earth Defense people to talk with uh, these people, Wen's people, and they find out when when they finally start talking that Wen's they've people never are Titan They've never, yeah, they've never wanted to talk for some reason, but once people are from Titan and Titan, the colony there is completely failing. Earth has been a bunch of dicks. They're not sharing any of the resources at all with Titan. And they're like, well, maybe you guys could help them out. Like, well, oh, baby we can. Uh, so, uh, anyways, from there, uh, so that, that kind of works out. And then we find out that, uh, um, the young girl, uh, Adria, um, keep am i saying that right uh, Ad, uh adria is uh we find out that she's a trill symbiont and uh that she is admiral tall so she, she because of the symbiote she's the admiral in, in her but she but she, she can't get like all the memories from them. she knows that it's there but she just can't access them
1: you know uh i wish she was dax <laughs> That'd be nice to have would a would be, be nice to have a through line to canon we know instead of it just being some trill we don't know. I mean, I know yeah. it might be too cliche for it to be Dax, but I mean, of all the bad writing Star Trek discoveries done, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did use Dax, and I would have I right. would love a, a through line just to hear what Dax has done and seen since
0: then. It'd just be nice to have a, a, a stable connection.
1: I mean, Tall could be a friend of Dax.
0: Who, who knows? Or it could be Dax. We just don't know. He's just as Admiral Tall, so we don't know.
1: Well, they always go by the, the surname of the symbiont, so Tall is the name of the symbiont,
0: I would assume. Mm. Okay. It's possible. Um, so, yeah, so she's going to stay aboard. And uh, and then we get a moment where um, Saru and Burnham are talking about her hijinks of just taking off with Book. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There was a line that he said. He's like, I guess we'll just have to presume that I'm supposed to keep trusting you or something like that. Yeah, he said something
1: I like know. the line of trust has, has to be still has to still be presumed so that we can work as, yeah. a, as a first officer and captain.
0: Right, yeah. Um, so anyways, and Book takes off. And then we also get uh, um, all the some of the uh, the crew Tilly Detmer and a bunch of other ones go down to the uh, the old tree at the academy that Picard talks about in Next Gen. This now it's giant. Where's apparently. Boothby? <laughs> exactly. Like I it. want a eight hundred year old uh, Boothby. <laughs> yes, very good Boothby. So, uh, but yeah, so um, it's still there and it's even bigger than before. So somehow they kept that plant uh, that that tree growing and still healthy it's it's one crazy arborist putting that keeping that tree alive so you mean none of
1: the other threats the federation ever took down that tree
0: <laughs> does not. also the golden gate um,
1: bridge is still solar panels still you haven't yeah, figured out anything still. else and <laughs> and
0: 700 something years from the card uh yeah so and then um and they're just hanging out there, so we get to see the what Starfleet Academy looks like, even though it's not Starfleet Academy anymore. So, uh, and that wraps up the show. Um, Dave, thoughts, feelings about this episode?
1: Oh, God, I really wish i i i don't I don't understand like what they're doing with the um with with the show. Like like how how they lose contact? Is communication that low? They can't even communicate inside their solar system anymore like with Titan like it just i mean like it just is hard for me to buy they can't even talk within the solar system that that things have gone that bad also that earth is completely self-sustainable without using the rest of the solar system also doesn't make a ton of sense i mean look at the expanse uh-huh. i mean the expanse is way less technological than even like TOS star trek and they're working on the asteroids and have little colonies everywhere trying to, like, make use of the solar system the best they can to, I mean, fuel Earth. I mean, I know the Belters are trying to become independent and Mars is independent, but everyone relies on the belt because you have to. I mean, we're running out of rare earth minerals right now. I mean, just, I mean asteroid mining is going to need to be a thing in the next hundred years,
0: if not sooner. Yeah.
1: I mean just that Earth is self-sufficient and not using the rest of the solar system just makes absolutely no sense in the year I 3000. I mean,
0: if you think about it, if they have um, replicating technology, if, if nothing really changed too much on that aspect, I could see Earth sustaining itself because, I mean, you could just take any matter and turn it into other matter. And reorganize it until it matter. I mean,
1: I guess, but like, they always had these weird like restrictions for thing. Like they, like a lot of times they couldn't like just do metal. They had to like, or you know, so they still had, like the mine metal and you
0: it doesn't know, make any they, sense. But not just that, but I mean, you're also talking 900 years of the future. There could be some truths. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess, but
1: still, like, why would they be so isolate? I mean, like going from the military power that they were to just being so isolationist, it just seems kind of strange, and not like. Like, not even attempting to control your own solar system seems really
0: weird. From a. From, uh, that does seem a little odd. Yeah, I would think they would have enough military might or or ships to do that, like non warp ships. But I, I, I is, mean, like, if something gets to Earth and that's, like, your last
1: line of defense, you're fucked. I mean, like, you should have, like, like things out in the Oort nobody's Belt. Nobody's
0: traveling that far. That's the thing, you know. Nobody's getting. But a getting solar that system. Car- I mean, even even with limited warp capability, the
1: the, the, the dude in the sh- in the, um, the guy who wanted to raise the flag said he could only see a six hundred light year radius. Six hundred light years is a, is approximately one year at warp seven or nine or whatever, like, like at, 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 probably at warp nine, at maximum warp. Because I, I I did the math for Voyager's time home, and six hundred light years basically is a year of traveling at max warp nonstop. So that is a large yeah. amount of space. I mean, mm-hmm. not not large for Star Trek because they always go like way further a whole bunch. But I mean, if that's the sensor range, that's it's decent enough so that you want more protection than just your solar system because the solar system is only a couple like light minutes or light hours. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. It's not big in the, in the in the scheme of space. So it just seems really weird that like they have no control over their solar system like at all like. Uh, the car- the of scale of um, uh, civilizations. A Type One civilization has full control over their planet, and a Type Two has complete control over their solar system. So, in a thousand years, Earth still isn't even a Type Two. They're like they're they're just Type One, and like right now we're at like on the of scale we're we're like at point seven five. So, I mean, a thousand years. In our future, we're not even past a, uh, a one is kind of baffling. I don't know. It just, I, I just feel like the writers are not in touch with science or how things progress. And
0: what what with me is more of so they're saying or that uh, that they were saying the people from Titan saying that Earth was hoarding all the dilithium. Yes, that they have. So that means they would have warp capable ships.
1: They they would theoretically yes. But so, it, does, it so doesn't seem that, like doesn't seem like they have anything. It's, it, 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 it seems like they're completely isolationist. They never even spoke with Titan. So apparently their communicators don't even go that far, which also doesn't make sense because the guy at the, in the first episode he said he could call out to one, those two ships within a six hundred light year radius. Titan's not that far to make a phone call. Like I just don't. No, understand. No, I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's far, but not that far. Yeah,
1: it's not six hundred light years, and that was the length of how far he could make a communication. So. I don't understand, like, w- like it's, it, it just, it just, it just was making me shake my head. Like, the writing just doesn't make a lot of sense for, like, the, the world they're setting up here. It's hard to buy when, like, the expanse is, like, it, more technologically advanced, and at this point, which is kind of crazy, as far as controlling well, the solar going, system. I
0: mean, how long ago did they say the burn happened? Like, over 100 years ago? 120-ish years ago. So, I mean, that's not a long time, but if you think about that, Starfleet um, lost all its ships almost all suddenly, other than uh, saving a few, right? Sure. Um, You know, that kind of would make Starfleet completely uh, inert, you know, like there's nothing it could do, like...
1: Yeah, but surely the fires of Mars have gone out or they moved their shipyards to a different planet inside the solar system. Shipyards are going to be inert ships that they're working on. Like they're not just. Oh, I agree with that. Out. I, mean, I agree with
0: that for sure. But I just, my point only being is like, how fast can you keep like rebuild, and then, and that, just that. But then, I, That's the thing is the burn's not really mapped out too well for us.
1: Well, in, in ten years Still. after the Romulans lost their planet, they built an entire giant armada of ships, even though they were third class citizens, and you know, you know But they only lost a
0: planet. They only lost a planet. Yeah, they only lost their homeworld. And I'm so sure they lost a
1: ton of ships while they lost their home world, too. They probably. had a whole
0: empire, too. So they had, like, probably hundreds of planets to draw from. That's why the whole Romulan thing didn't make a ton of sense, it's, just because a planet, it, like, their home planet blew up. I mean, devastating as that would be.
1: You still have a giant empire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just, move,
0: just move your capital. We we moved the capital of Philadelphia to Washington. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, it's it not can the, be done.
1: It's 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 doable. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I just have a lot of issues with just how Earth functions uh, in this episode. It doesn't make a whole lot of seems sense. Seems Pretty self sufficient. I, I mean, mean, I mean, they did say it was self. They did say they did say it was self sufficient, but like having no outside feelers at all, it just seems really strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I guess that's probably the point, but it still just irks me because it doesn't make a lot of sense. That's my big issue with the episode. And then otherwise, it's just. You know, not a whole lot happened. We meet the person, the kid's like super smart, and then when they say she's a troll, it's like oh, okay, well, that makes sense. She's got all these memories, but then at the same time, like oh, she can't access them. And I'm like, well, how is she so smart then? I don't know. Uh, what about you? What I are mean, your um,
0: <clears throat> like I said before, it, it was good to see them go to Earth, but then it's like, did it didn't really, did it really go anywhere? You know, other than them just finding out this is a dead end. You know, and that's always kind of like Discovery's thing is that they they kind of hit a dead end a couple times before they go anywhere. You know. Yeah. Um. Besides that, I mean, uh, it, it was while it was somewhat interesting just to see them go there and see that Earth is kind of like just become isolationist and kind of greedy fucks, and they're not even part of the Federation anymore, so they're they're off. They're out of the charter. They're out of the whole thing. So yeah. they're, you know, obviously the people who who forged the uh, what it was. So uh, disappointing, but I guess it's what the hand were dealt for this um this world.
1: um uh, I mean, I think that just goes back to what I was saying last season: is that like things going to be really fucked up in the future, and Michael Burnham's going to be the one that fixes it. She's going to get Earth back in the Federation. She's probably going to make it the capital again
0: maybe I don't know, um and then, um, I don't know,' it's, uh there's been a lot of, I mean we were talking a little bit before about the exchange between Saru and Burnham, um that doesn't bother me as much um we were we were talking, I think before we start recording, yeah, how that irked you, uh like the the writing
1: well, I mean just between... the, just how like the hug whenever she transports over is irking to you like. To me that's not nearly as bad as the dialogue between Saru and and Michael it just they their interpersonal dialogue together is just bothersome like whenever she was going to die it's just way too melodramatic and it's just it just feels weird and off to me for Star Trek I don't know it's just just weird
0: not a fan of it. I, I thought that last moment where he's setting up the the telescope from you know prime Giorgio, Captain yeah. Giorgio's, you know, um, setting that up and they're talking and he's like, I guess I'm just going to have to, you know, tr- you know, try to, ex- even though you do crazy shit, I am just going to have to uh, implicitly trust that you have our best interest in mind. Um, which is kind of a shitty place to be, but then also they, um, he's like, they make a comment, which I thought w- it was touching that, you know, um, is something about her being needing being allowed to grow and that he would he would support her in her growth and then you know she would do the same thing for him so yeah. um which is true and you know Saru has gone through some changes in the last especially last season so he's not as you know he's not the Docile. cowardly lion thing anymore yeah, yeah. um so I, I thought that was touching i kind of like that Burnham feels like more of a wild child a little bit now i mean i guess she always was but she's always she always seemed to be like carrying baggage and now she felt like i think even Tilly said that she seems lighter now or something like that so maybe because she was not under the idea of i'm in a federation i have to follow all these rules
1: but she's got old new baggage now like it's very evident that
0: she's got a a, a whole i know and that's the thing is like the new baggage thing to me I thought she did at first and you know I, I thought she but then like yeah she's saying I had I like, basically I had to do some crazy shit I'm like okay we're gonna get the haunted Burnham thing again I said, can we just be like maybe Burnham had a fucking great time with book for a whole year you know maybe that could be it could we just do it maybe she, she just had a great time and she didn't need to be a federation officer for a year she took a year off and she had a great time she, she took uh, a went to some crazy she she has yeah she she kicks some she was a courier she kicks some ass she uh, made some money uh, they had they had fun you know they were you know running running with thieves you know it was a good time maybe she liked that I don't know I just that's the thing with Burnham is always sort of she's so emo half the time and it's like <sighs> I get kind of like I get frustrated with it you know yeah
1: I just I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just oh the defender yeah I don't I, know why. I, I agree she's just I mean but I mean that's that's p- part of why I don't like her interactions with Saru is because like her emo is like always the worst when she's talking with Saru
0: her emo is always kicked up and it, and it just it frustrates me because she doesn't need to be emo I got I get it in the first season okay I get it that makes sense but then we move past it and she was getting better and then season 2 now she's emo because of Spock
1: and then season 3 she's emo because of her sabbatical uh
0: Right. And the sabbatical should have been like the kick-ass time. Like I was kicking ass, taking names, you know. I mean, it was great. So I don't know. Uh, that get kind of gets under my skin. And like I said, the the hugging thing, I, it didn't kill it for me. It just were like, all right, can we just? It just feels like it's like it's like they're doing a victory lap. I'm like, for what? The season just started, you know? Yeah, I
1: know. It's like this. It's like the, the discovery is like. It's like the every child gets a gets a trophy thing. Yeah. Like, no matter if they finish, like, first or, like, 60th place, like, every kid gets a trophy. That's what Discovery feels like. Like, we don't have that, like, discipline feel from, like, next gen and... I mean, sure, some people it's some interpersonal communication, you know, stuff, and, you know, they got maybe more touchy-feely when they were, weren't at work, but, I mean, like, it's just weird that it just... It doesn't feel like Starfleet. It just feels like like teeny bopper drama show in space on a starship but not like a military organization like star trek has always been you know what i mean like it almost seems like teen drama e yeah like
0: (sighs) you know what it feels like it feels like the science team went on a field trip and then got lost somewhere in that field trip there's still the science team but they're just trying to survive out there in the world now, or something like that you know it' it doesn't feel like they're like regimented military people. they're just like a bunch of science kids
1: And, I mean, I guess, I guess and, that's, and that's a cool made...
0: story in itself, but that's not Star trek, you know yeah, that's not star that's trek star-
1: that's not yep. that's not starfleet and and Lorca made fun of them for being such being so terrible at you know fighting or whatever and using their ship to fight and it's just like but why like this is part of you know, getting out of Starfleet. I mean, just because your your pass your your main goal is pacifism doesn't mean you're not trained how to fight. Kirk knew how to fight. Kirk was a brilliant tactician. Like I, 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 it just was it was irksome to me that like they've made the Federation so docile. Like that mm-hmm. they're just they, they need the mirror universe to help them. Like they need Georgia. I love Giorgio. She's she's great. But it's like Saru can't figure anything out that's not pacifism without Giorgio
0: Giving I know him, that. point the other thing, is Giorgio, I mean, she has like what two moments, well, maybe three. Um, she gets she gets information out of book about her relationship with with Burnham, and then she uh, smashes uh, uh, the guy's helmet or pulls his helmet off and finds out he's just a regular human uh, from Titan and then also she kind of like you said she like clues uh through in that Michael's making a change. Yeah I'm making a, making a daring move to save everybody or, you know yeah. kind of thing you know. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's while there's like while there's tidbits of interesting things going on here, it's not like a it's not a great episode. Uh Adria's character uh seems most interesting out of all this. Um don't really know much about her other than she's got the trill in her. She's, so
1: she's got the trill in her. She's the, she's the one character. She's one of the two people that was cast. I got all the hubbub about being, you know, the non-binary character or whatever in the show. And like the fact that she's got a trill in her just kind of makes that even like less interesting, I guess, because I mean, yeah, tri-
0: because we got that back in TNG
1: and, and in TOS. I mean, I mean, I mean, TOS, not TOS, yeah. not, TOS not, not TOS. I mean, DS9, uh, I mean, we DS9. have Dax. I mean, like you know, trills are inherently non-binary because they've lived so many different lives. So, right, like, exactly. I mean, I, granted, she's not a trill, but she has a trill in her, and so the fact that she's like all and and if he died twelve years ago, she had, that means she probably had the symbiote
0: in her since she was four. Well, it doesn't mean it was she was it, he could have died, he could have died in the trills put into her. So she's they said that she he died like. Uh, two years ago? Oh, two years ago. Okay, so, like, so she was 14 when they had the thing put into her. But, you know, the thing is, too, like, okay, so let's say they go to Trill, which looks like they're doing next episode, and, um, you know, they're going to find out more about this Admiral Till, or uh uh Tall. Yeah. If they take the Trill out of her, okay, if they do that, um, what is she then? Is she still... She just becomes a normal 16-year-old girl?
1: I don't know. I thought with Trill Biology, if you remove the Trill, they die. Because they did a whole episode about Dax having the Trill in her, and the guy wanted it, and they were taking it out of her, and she was going to die because of it. They gave Riker a Trill, and they took it out of Riker put it into another Trill because Riker doesn't have the right physiology for the Trill to really fully take it on. Although Riker got all the memories because Riker was trying to bone Beverly because he had the memories. So I don't understand why this girl doesn't have the memories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. So they took it out of Will and he didn't die because he's human, I guess. Um, so I'm guessing they can take it out of her without her dying. But maybe they'll just like let her keep it and like just unlock the memories or whatever. For Basically, they're creating a bump on the road. <laughs> It's so like, next episode's going to be, let's get over this next bump on the road that doesn't need to be there. If they're, if
0: they're going to chill down to unlock the memory or to move the symbiont. Um, right.
1: You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, oh, come I mean, on, it, guys. I
0: don't know if it doesn't need to be there, but it's more of just, like... Well,
1: Riker had all the memories, and he was a human. I mean, he he wanted to bone Beverly, because the Trill wanted
0: to bone her so bad. Beverly. That's you, Riker. But I don't know. I, I guess so... You know, I, I just get like it's it's that's that's not a terrible story plot there, and maybe oh, I, the character will be interesting.
1: I mean, I, I think um, it's interesting. I just think I just think it's like it's kind of like laughable that like you know they're just like they're like oh we've got a non-binary person in the show, and like trills are all basically all, all symbiote trills are non-binary because they switch back and forth. I mean, like. They're like, I remember what it's like to be man. I remember what it's like to be a woman. Like, you know, it's it's cool. Everything's fine. Like, it's everything. Well, Cisco
0: called Dax old man all the time. Yeah, so exactly. I
1: mean, like, that. how how much more non-binary, you know, she, he used man pronouns for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, I, I mean, it just was like, ugh, I, I mean, they were already kind of there. And then the fact that this new one is cast as a non-binary, act, you know, character in Star Trek and they're making their material, it's kind of like, well, this has already been done. This isn't new ground. And because they put her on the ship, I mean maybe she will get more screen time than some other people. But like like I said, I mean, who's gonna suffer because of it? Is it we're gonna get no Tilly or we can get less damage? I mean Tig wasn't in this episode, so Tig will probably be one of the ones that we we'll never see except a
0: couple episodes. Uh and also we didn't get Jet Reno.
1: That's what I mean. That Tig's the name of the actress, um Jet
0: Reno. Yeah,
1: that's what I meant. Uh, no Jet Reno. but yeah, no, she was... just
0: mean, yeah, but we we just didn't get her at all in this episode. I'm like, come on. We uh, can't have her even for a few scenes?
1: No, I mean, like, I, don't... I mean we'll probably only get her like two or three episodes, kind of like last season. She was in like two or three, and then that was it. I mean, like, you yeah. know, this girl will probably be more important because she's a new character, so we'll probably have her in for more, at least the next couple episodes, if they're going the trail and the trill part is important. So her her importance to the story is more than than uh, Jet Reno. So Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, like I said, I just feel like they're not treading new ground with the nine binary person being Trill, because that's basically all joint Trills.
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree with you on that. I, I, when I, when I found out she was a Trill, I was sort of just like, I don't, okay, so, like, that's been, like, a thing since, like, the 90s. <laughs> so, like, I mean, we're not, like, changing anything for that. I mean, if she just was, like, uh, I'm non-binary, you have to call me by they, them, Uh, you know, I'd be like, okay, this would be interesting to see play out in a story. I'd I'd be interested in seeing that, but they're calling her still a she, Uh, so I don't know what that means yet, so I don't know if maybe she, maybe when she gets the trill taken out, she changes her orientation, I don't, I, I, I just don't know yet, you know.
1: Oh, they'll probably make it killer like it does other Trills, even though it doesn't kill humans and they take it out. So who knows? Maybe she'll get to keep it. I mean, I would guess she would get to keep it. You mm-hmm. get to keep the
0: Trill. You get to keep a slug inside you. Mm, just make what I special. always wanted. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. So it's the episode was kind of a, you know, because I, I, I enjoyed the last two episodes. I liked the f- opening and I liked the second. This one was a little bit of a, a sleeper. It wasn't terrible. It just was like, I kind of, eh. Um, like you said, there are some disparities with earth, communication, transportation. I, I they just have not spelled it out that well for us. It's it seems vague. So vague. And you'd think we'd have a better understanding about what's what's happening. Maybe they'll explain it further. I just I'm just not getting it.
1: Maybe you know? I, I don't I don't get it either. I I hope they explain it, but I feel like they're just
0: never going to touch on it again. There's going to gloss over it because this is Star Trek Discovery. Well, no, they. I think the burn thing is part of the thing about them. This has got to be the thing. It's this. The burn is control. The burn is the Klingon War, or whatever you want to call the mere universe of this episode. You know, I mean, that's that's what it is. That's what we're going to be dealing with. I don't think it's going to be anything else. I think it's going to be 13 episodes unraveling what the burn is and then fixing it and putting the Federation together. That's what I think it's going to be. Yeah, probably. You know, but but the things I did like, I did like the idealism. Like Saru made the uh, the people of Earth and Titan talk to each other. It was like, oh, when's the last time you talked? It seemed a bit forced, but it's like, yeah, well, maybe you should talk, you dumbasses. You know, like just instead of shooting at each other constantly. And that felt more like regular Star Trek to me.
1: Yeah, it did. You it's know. like it's almost like Get him
0: in a room and start talking.
1: It's almost like Enterprise. Just like force him into a room and make him talk.
0: Yeah. Um you know the I, I liked uh Adria's um like, want, I, I mean, obviously, she's a trill and she's got the Admiral symbiote in her, so it makes her a little different. But, like, she, her wanting to be a part of Starfleet, like, this is why she came, she joined the Earth Defense Force. So, hopefully, okay. she could, you know, hook up with a uh, Starfleet uh, Starfleet ship. So, makes sense. I like that part. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, um, it's got some promising aspects of it, but just a, a lot of it was just raised so many questions for me. It just is kind of irking that thought out but wow. other than that um there's some interesting breadcrumbs which i'm excited to see them follow so hopefully the trill stuff will be and good and interesting and next week
0: yeah absolutely uh anything else you want to bring up for this episode that's it all right man well uh guys if you have anything further if you have something you agree with or disagree with or point that we're not seeing uh, please contact us. You can email us at uh, synthaholics at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also tweet us at duo. You can also hit us up on our Facebook group, Facebook forward slash groups, forward slash synthaholics. You can talk to us there. And if this show is something you'd like to support, please go to our Patreon, Patreon forward slash synthaholics, and you can help us out monetarily. That would be wonderful. All right, Dave. Next week we are getting into more discovery and what's that episode called? That one will be Forget Me Not. Forget Me Not. Get that trill stuck in me. That's right. But yeah, so Forget Me Not, and um, hopefully we'll see the planet trill. So that'll be cool. All right, guys. Until next week. Live long and prosper, one and all.
1: shit pants you're the best
0: drinking friend i ever had Ooh, discovery discovery
1: episode 2 was the best one so far i think
0: yeah it's really good i, I saw somebody uh, took up uh, i think it was on camp Kidmer, and they were saying um they went on vacation in iceland and that's where they uh, filmed those two episodes in iceland oh that's cool I didn't know that, but that's cool. Yeah, Nice stuff. It's good.
1: Well, hopefully next week will be even better. Did you, um, did you like that Tuvok thing in the uh in that game? <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, what game was that for? Fallout 4. I was like, huh. Oh, yeah, that came out in 2015. I don't oh, think was it? Okay. I I don't think I'd ever like gotten Gotten to him, that character before, because I didn't really mess with that faction, and I was like, "Oh, look, that's that's definitely Tubak."
0: Yeah, it's funny. Is he only just in that one little spot? Yeah, but uh, like that one character, like you only run into.
1: Yeah, he's the only. He's the. He's just that one character. But um, like I I I sided with his his group of people uh on my last playthrough, so I saw him a couple times. He gave me, he talked to me a couple different times. He probably only it was in the recording booth like an hour tops. Because I I think he only had a couple minutes of dialogue, so I mean, just however many times you wanted him to do it, but he does not try to change his voice at all. <laughs> like Tim Russ is Tim oh. Russ is Tim Russ.
0: Yeah, I wonder if Tim Russ ever does anything else. Like, does he have anything under his like? Uh, does he been in other shows since uh, Voyager?
1: I'm, I'm sure he has, but I mean, like, t- like Tim Russ. I, I mean, this is a VO part. He could have like tried to do anything, like tried to sound more gruff or or whatever. And it's just straight up yeah. Tim. It's just straight up Tim, Tim Russ. I just Signature,
0: thought, Tim Ross.
1: Yeah, it was just, yeah, you know. Normally when people do VO, like, uh, they do all sorts of crazy things. Like, uh, there was a Fallout New Vegas video, because Kaylee's, Kaylee's playing New Vegas now, and we found a vid- video that showed all the different voice actors. There was, like, there was a couple voice actors who did, like, completely different parts and sounded completely different, and Tim Ross is oh, just this cool. one guy sounding like Tim Ross.
0: <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um... Oh, Tim Ross. Oh, did you see that, that post that Dave Kish put on about the monkey's paw? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, so there <laughs> was uh, a, okay, yeah. yeah, there was a um a Simpsons episode where they find this monkey's paw, and uh, it's like a, they every year they would do a Halloween episode would be all these creepy, like, stories, yeah. and Homer... Like, they're in the Middle East, and Homer gets, like, from some trader, gets some monkey's paw that every time you make a wish, one of the fingers go down, you know? Oh, yeah. And it would give you a, it would give you a wish, but the wish would, like, be, like, cursed. Yeah, yeah. So it's like like, it
1: gives you what you want, but, like, something bad also happens that's probably worse it's, than it's, what you wished it, for. The, yeah. Part
0: of the wish is part of the curse, too. So, yeah. so that was, like, the idea, like, the <laughs> Homer... <laughs> At the very end, like, everyone's wishing for all this stuff, and, like, they get, like, it was all this terrible stuff happens, and Homer at the very end of the episode says, I want a turkey sandwich, and I don't want zombie meat, and I don't want, like, it to be stale, and he's, like, given all these contingencies, and then he starts eating it, and he's and he goes, oh, my God, the turkey's dry, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, like, the end of the episode, yeah. but, um... But when he wishes for another Star Trek episode, it's Chakotay. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny.
1: It, it, That would be the monkey paw uh, thing. Yeah. Although yeah, Janeway right. and, and um, Prodigy might be pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um